Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening and welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. This is the Winter Vern, your, but I'm glad that it's Tuesday night. Y'all know this is my favorite time of the week. I hope it's yours too. Tonight we got a great show on the Scoop. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about, uh, we got some news we're going to get into here in a second. Uh, tonight's topic, we're talking about how our gender roles affecting our relationships. Um, of course, Kels is going to bring us the Scoop Nation hot topic. And then later on, we're going to hear from our favorite mother, Mother Maybelline. So we got a good show tonight. As always, at any portion of this radio show, if you have a question or a comment, please give us a call. The call-in number is 929-477-2304. Again, that's 929-477-2304. Press the number one to let us know you have a question or a comment. But before we get into this show, let me say what's up to my people. Um, first, let me start off. We're going to introduce our guest first. So we got a guest sitting in with us tonight uh, for Q. Uh, we've got Miss Jasmine Turner, who is the CEO of Black Match. Made I have to say that slow because it's a tongue twister if I don't. Um, but we're glad to have her. <laughs> she is one of the best uh, matchmakers in the country. So what's going on, yep. Ms. Jasmine? Welcome. Welcome. How you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm good. I'm excited about the call tonight. I'm really excited to talk about this particular topic as well. Yeah, so we've had, so for those who don't know, we've had Jasmine on before, but usually it's been as a guest, mm-hmm. so tonight she gets to sit in for the whole show. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially, uh, yeah, to hear some of her insight and some of her wisdom on uh, tonight's topics and even the hot topics. So, um, yeah, we're glad to have you. And of course, yes. y'all know we got my my favorite um, curvy kitten CEO with us tonight, uh, Miss Kelly Johnson. Uh, what's going on, Kels? Let's see what what can I do for you when we hit Kels intro song. Curvy <laughs> kitten. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> I like to read this from last week, but thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> last, week, last week I went low. This week I was trying to go high. So, you know. You went high? Okay. Try to go high. Okay. We'll hey. stay low. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Kim? I am doing okay. A busy week for me, but I am making it. Yeah, this is this the week, right? This the week? Yes. Yeah. So, What's so going can, on I, can I say what it is? Can I, can I say it? I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. Um, yeah, you can say it. <laughs> All right, so Kels is, Kels is trying out the Shark Tank this week. So, um, what? The black, yeah, so she's taking Curvy Kitten to the tank. So we got to make sure we give all kinds of good prayers and good vibes and whatever you, light incense, whatever you do, because we need Curvy yeah. Kitten to make it. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, it's the week. Good luck. I'm proud, you know, you're going to do well. You're going to do well. Tell Lori, I said, hey, Lori. Well, I won't see Lori. It's the casting call, but, yes, please send your positive vibes, and I appreciate your prayers. Keep your fingers crossed. Lucky rabbits, four-leaf clovers, all of that. I need all of it. (laughs) All right, cool. Let's go ahead. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into this news real quick. Um, so we can get this show kicked off. Um, so first up in the news, um, so we started talking about last week a little bit um, about how um, these trade 
tariffs and trade mm-hmm. cuts that uh, President Trump has been talking about. But there was a story in CNN Money Today that says that um, Chinese President Xi Jinping um, said that the Chinese government would significantly lower tariffs on vehicle imports this year as part of efforts to further open its giant economy to the world. Uh, he addresses one of the gripes of the U.S. President Donald Trump, who has threatened to impose new tariffs of $150 billion of Chinese goods in a trade dispute between uh, the world's two largest economies. So even though we've gotten some pushback, um, very interesting, because Trump, so Trump, it says Trump complained as recently as Monday about China's tariff on foreign cars, pointing out that it's far higher than the 2.5%, that the 25% tariff that China charges is, of course, far higher than the 2.5% tariff the United States charges uh, for import cars. Um, yeah, so Kelly, what's your thoughts on um, on this one? Yeah, I mean, is this a good, I mean, this obviously sounds good, but I mean, you think long-term, good, bad, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm not well versed in tariffs. I mean, I understand what they are. Um, and if China is going to reduce it to open up their economy. Uh, sounds like a good strategy. I don't know how much that would impact the U.S. since, you know, Trump keeps talking about what he's going to increase on tariffs. So I'm thinking he, you know, should return the favor. So I I don't know. I'm not well-versed on it. I'm, if it, you know, if it helps us out, and opens up the market. Of course, that's a good thing for China, but what does that mean, you know, necessarily to us um, with who we have speaking for us? So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, okay. you know. Uh, Jazz, what's your thing? You know what? And y'all don't shoot me for this one, but this is, you know, these are one of the moves, these are the moves that Trump makes that makes me like certain parts of him, right? So we all know there are some things about him that everybody hates. But what I do like about Trump is that when it's time to put his foot down, he's not afraid to put his foot down. And, I mean, what he said makes sense. Like, how can you compare the tariffs that China is imposing on um, U.S. um, goods at, what was it, 25% or something you said? Yeah, 25%. Yes. 25% 25% in comparison to the 2% that you, that the U.S. imposes. So, I mean, is that fair? If, if they're charging 25% to take U.S. products over there, which ultimately doesn't really open their market up to U.S. business owners, whereas we're not doing the same, and that's why we have so many products coming over here from China, like that's just not a fair mm-hmm. trade. And I think if we're going to be, we're going to continue to be a leader and have a leading economy, we got to make better decisions when it comes down to the deals we're making. Yeah, I can. Actually, I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually agree with you on this. And I think that from a, um, from this particular standpoint, from this particular standpoint of auto um, imports and exports, this is a great deal for the United States. So yeah. what it does is it is it really brings us. It helps make the pricing fair, or more fair. I'm gonna say fair, but more fair, because if you think about it, anytime you're going to put an additional 17, 22.5% markup on something, it's going to make the prop, the the cost higher. 
And so exactly. like, I'm I'm with that. Yeah, I'm with that period. I mean I don't I don't think my concern for it is what does it do in the long run um in other trade areas, not just this one. So I don't know. I think I'm interested in seeing um long term how this goes. I actually don't think I mean the other part is I don't really think that China's as concerned about the United States. I think that this is a play, um, like you said, to get China into countries like um, South Korea, North Korea, Africa, um, you know, places where they're trying to get, they're trying to get more, um, get into more. So they can't charge those countries 25%, um, but they can charge that to us. So lowering it across the board means, okay, we might lose um, in percentage points, but we'll gain in volume. So I think that's kind of his long-term play, which is, you know, which is again, is if you're if you're going if you're trying to get into Africa, you're trying to get into Russia, you're trying to get into North and South Korea, um, and compete in those markets where you can't where you don't compete right now, then this is a really that's a really good move. Yeah, this is this is this is when I can say okay, Trump is my president because and if you think about the past, we've been really laxed on the deals that we've been making. We're, we've always been willing to be the ones to. Um, you know, make the sacrifices. But in this case, you know, Trump said if if China didn't get it right, then he was going to make some, he was going to impose some higher tariffs. So I like how he made this move and, and China responded in the way that we thought they would. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're going to see. I mean, like I said, we'll see because I think was it, was it steel? I think it was steel before that he was saying that they were going to go up on. And I, I wasn't with that one. Um, I just thought the mm-hmm. implementation of it was bad. But this one, again, I think we've got the infrastructure, again, just in this area, we've got the infrastructure already to compete. So we'll see. Like I said, we're going to see long term. But so far, I can't listen. I'm, I'm, I try to be fair when I fuss at the man, so I'm going to give him a, a good one, good job on this one. So. Well, right. you have the rest Next of the year to fuss at him because you know this is all he's going to do all year long. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, because they done raised after they done raided his after they done went in and raided his lawyer's office today. Nobody who on, who knows what's coming next, but we'll right. find out. Um, we will definitely find out. So, uh, next story: Black Enterprise reports that um, Spotify is looking female podcasters of color. Spotify is looking for new female podcasters of color. Um, so it's saying that with success, with podcasting becoming a part of the mainstream, it's becoming very successful. Um, Spotify sees a clear opportunity um, to create more content and to see their them grow. Um, it says that um, study has shown um, so even with the success of the show, a study a recent study showed that only 22% of podcasts are hosted by women, and the number is even smaller when it comes to women of color. So, so, um, so podcasting is becoming more popular, and so Spotify is saying, "Hey, listen, we're going to do something about it." So, what they're doing is they're hosting um, what's called a Sound Up Boot Camp, uh, which is a week-long intensive program for aspiring female podcasters of color. Uh, it's going to take place at their office in New York City, um, and what they're going to do is they're going to select ten attendees to come out to their office for the week. They're going to cover all their expenses, and during this five-day workshop, they're going to teach um, 10, 10 women of color um, how to market, how to do a podcast, how to gain more listeners, 
how to do everything. Um, so uh, it's a, I thought that was pretty dope. Um, and, again, we are seeing that podcasting is growing, and so it's really cool to see um, Spotify trying to be proactive enough to identify and have identified that women of color is definitely a market that is underrepresented. So, uh, Jazz, what's your thought on that one? So let me ask you this question first. Will these podcasts be on Spotify? Yes. Did you see if they said the po- they will be on Spotify, so people will be able to listen yes. to the podcast via those via Spotify. Yes. Okay. So my thoughts on that is that Spotify has a really great marketing team. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> Here's why. I mean, at the end of the day, Black and Latina women are the, the the number one targeted audience for advertisers, right? Just period. We mm-hmm. Black and Latina women spend a ton of money in comparison to everybody else. So Spotify has, you know, played this we're the good guy story and we're going to try and help black women And when, when in reality they're trying to get more black women podcasts on their app that allows them to get to advertise, that allows them to um, give access to their advertisers. So – I mean, it sounds yeah. like a really great, nice thing to do, but at the end of the day, I think they're doing some great marketing. They're trying to get to Definitely. who their advertisers want to get to. Definitely. <laughs> that's definitely what they're doing. They're, I'm, and I'm not mad at them either. So, nope, not at all. I agree. I definitely agree. Kels, what you think? Uh, I, I think it's an excellent um, opportunity. I'm sure there's other... You know, I agree that they're trying to target that their market that they have, that they're targeting anyway for advertising. So, of course, money talks, but it's a very good opportunity for an amateur. It even, I wouldn't look at the application. It's someone who doesn't even, you don't even have experience of even doing a podcast before. If you have a good idea and they, and they pick it for the application, then, I mean, you want a spot. So, I love the idea of somebody being able to, come out fresh and jump on this opportunity. I might even do an application just to see. I'm like, I'm a woman of color. I need a podcast. <laughs> I, I, that's right. right. I, I'm all for it. Yeah. I offer anything that gives, you know, the the common person a chance to, you know, fulfill their dreams. So I will share the link. I think I shared it on my live already, but yes, if you are out there, women, please jump on this opportunity if you have an idea. This opportunity. Yep, I agree, and that's and that's that's why I shared. I think we got to realize with podcasting, podcasting, digital radio, all of that, you know, is is the move. That's the direction where things are going. So, you know, if that's where where it's going, then that's where we need to be. We don't. I think one of the things that we do a bad job at is that sometimes we're very reactive uh, and not proactive, and so you know, podcasting. Podcasting is it. So, you know, you might everybody can't be on, you know, on the radio. So if you can't be on Ricky Smiley or whoever, then you need to be, you know, get your podcast. Talk find your segment your segment audience, find your market and, and get to working. You can make some good money doing that. So um so yep. So I'm with it. Oh yeah, and it. the applications are due tonight by eleven fifty nine. So you got a couple hours to get in. Applications are tonight. Yeah. You don't have long.
right, um, we got a few more minutes, so let me throw this out there. So let's ask you all this question. Did you all get an opportunity to see um, any of the discussion um, with Mr. Zuckerberg in Congress today? Mark Zuckerberg had to go and testify before Congress. Um, did Jazz or Kel, did one of you all see any of that or hear anything about it? And if so, what were your thoughts? I did. I did. Yeah, I I saw um, bits and pieces of it, and um, I I think Zuckerberg was prepared. You know, I think he he he's wealthy. He's a little arrogant, and I I don't think they were expecting that. But then I also saw where some were saying one third of the senators have never used Facebook before, or some insane number like that. So like a lot of the questions they were asking him was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I kind of, to that point, I was laughing because um, watching when I was watching it, I was also reading the comments, and somebody said, if one more of these old men say the Facebook again, I'm going to scream. And right. it just lets you know how they just really didn't know anything about the platform or not know much about the platform. So, yeah, I thought he did. I thought he did good. Kelsey, did you see any of them? No, I didn't see any. So, yeah, I don't have, I don't have a comment. Okay. Well, I noticed one of the senators asked him, he kept saying, how do you expect to run a business where it's a free service with no, what, you know, how, how do you expect to run a business? And Zuckerberg looked at him with like, you know, meme worthy straight face. Like we use advertisers. Like the, he didn't even know Facebook's business model. And, and he was right. saying it out of frustration. Senator was kind of like, you know, how do you expect to be successful if you don't charge, you know, anyone? It's a free service. And he was like, uh, advertiser, sir, like, welcome to, that's been going on for what, at least since 2010, maybe 2011? Right. Yeah, it was, it was clear that several of them didn't have a clue. Um, and, but it also, to me, made me realize or wonder how are they going to effective, like, what was the goal, you know, now that this has happened, how are they going to decide or give any recommendations or guidance when you really don't get what the platform is? Like, you really don't right. know what's going on. You have no clue. So, I mean, you know, like, I can foresee somebody, you know, saying saying what he said or asking that question, but now what do you come back with and say? I mean, do better? Exactly. That's really all they can say. No, exactly. For me, I also was thinking, because he mentioned regulation, right? So he asked Zuckerberg, he kind of said it as if it was an automatic thing. He said, usually when we have situations like this, one of the senators said this, usually when we have situations like this, um, you know, the government regulates. And he asked Zuckerberg which suggestions that he have in mind for regu- regulating. For me, just, you know, being a person that, that really cares about the community, and I look at Facebook as a way of that we share information with each other. So a lot of these real big movements like the Black Lives Matter movement, um, all the people that, you know, were victims of, of br- police brutality, we were able to share that information and um, make moves because of Facebook and Instagram. So I'm kind of concerned um, about government regulations because if we get back to a point to where people don't have that freedom to post what they want, Right then, we go back to where 
you know, the top 1% is controlling the media and therefore control, you know, it's propaganda. So yeah. it's like the great thing about social media is that it's not controlled. And so when he said regulations, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's true. I, I think what concerned, what made me not as concerned about that was as Zuckerberg explained first, you know, explained how they would respond to the things that they found, um, to, you know, to the breaches, if there were any breaches or how these other companies uh, were using people's data and that they would make adjustments from there. I find, I was okay. I felt cool about that because I thought, okay, they're going to, they were, he was very transparent about, you know, what the Cambridge elect, uh, uh, analytics did. And, you know, he was pretty, very transparent about that. So I thought, hopefully, they will learn from this. And again, and we have to realize this is the internet. Like how do you really regulate the internet? So that was, yeah, I I, kind of agree with you. And then I thought, okay, but then again, they really can't do too much um, because again, this is the internet and every, and this, this thing called privacy is non-existent. And I think we all got to come to that conclusion. Like there's no such thing as privacy and, Facebook is not the only issue in terms of our privacy. So, um, yeah. all right, we're going to move on. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin told you to wrap it up. She's going to wrap it up. All right. So, all right, that was a new, nice news. We're going to go ahead to our first song. Um, and then after that, we're going to jump into um, our topic for the night. So, our first song tonight is by our brother, Big Rob Clay. Uh, and it is bye bye. After this, we're going to come back and we're going to get into our topic. Uh, which is how our gender roles affected our relationship. So we'll be right back after Bye Bye by Big Rob Clay. Yeah. Bye-bye, goodbye, farewell, so long, take care, peace out, infirmities, 
Leo. I guess I should take. I guess I should take myself off of mute. Huh? That's probably the help. <laughs> I was wondering. Like, I was like, I'm steady talking. I'm steady talking. Like, yeah. why didn't they say anything? All right. Anyway, so let me say that again. That was Big Rob's play. That was bye bye. Uh, so tonight's topic is how are gender roles affecting our relationships, and I'm excited for this topic. So, um, so let me say this. I um, I picked this topic. Well, this topic came from because I was in a uh, class seminar yesterday, and we were talking about sexism and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I started really wondering, and of course we see this all over social media, I started wondering just how, how do I want to say this, how like really we're used in a lot of our conversations, we're, we're trying to dismantle or whatever you want to call it, gender roles in relationships. And I'm really not sure to the uh, the effect that this has on um, the black family. And here is why I say that. Um, in most of the families that I know, um, grandma, big mama, or mama, is the matriarch or, you know, is who is, you, you, that's, who, that's who's in charge. And so I sometimes feel like as a man that we're fighting something that is already there in some aspects, um, but maybe what we're fighting is something different. I don't know. And so I'm trying to figure out if that's, our, if that's an issue, if it is, how bad of an issue it really is, and again, and how does it affect really how does it affect our relationships? Are we really like getting to a place where we work together, or is this a real serious issue in our community that we need that we need to deal with so um jazz, you're the guest, you're the expert on dating, so I'm gonna let you go first and tell us what are your thoughts yeah, so this is a very um It can be a touchy subject for a lot of people because one thing I've learned in my journey as a matchmaker is that, you know, what I believe to be true is not always what's true to the next person, right? So for me, it could be absolutely correct in the best way to do things. But for someone who was raised differently from me, who has values that are different from me, then how they come to the conclusion of what gender role should be like might differ from me, Right. Um, so I, I, I think that now keep in mind, I'm traditional, I'm from Alabama. So I believe in traditional gender roles. I believe that it's a man role to be a protector and a provider. However, at the same time, because I've known this, I created what I believe to be a life that prepares me for that relationship. Because here's the truth, right? Most men can't afford to financially provide for the type of homes that people want these days anyway. Like, it's it's almost impossible for him to pay all the bills while the woman stays at home. 
Um, so I believe there has to be some balance. So in my case, I, I decided to be an entrepreneur where that way I can still be home. I can still cook. I can still take care of the kids and homeschool, which is what I want to do without all of the financial burden being on my husband. So I think that's the challenge. And that's why a lot of even women are kind of moving, moving from away from gender roles, because if you expect the woman to take care of all the traditional household you know, um, duties and get up and go to work because that's what the family needs. It's impossible for her to do all that, to stay healthy, to stay physically attractive and, you know, keep up with her body, to do her best for the kids and work a nine to five. It's almost impossible to do. Okay. Okay. Kels? Um, I guess my, my thought on it was that, some of the gender roles change just because simply because the structure of the family changed. So if we had, I, I really don't want to use epidemic, but for lack of a better term, if we've had such a long span of single parent homes in our community, um, mostly, you know, single mothers, you know, there's some single fathers at the two, where would you learn gender roles? So if we've had such a time where there True. weren't, two-parent homes for a long period of time, where would you learn that? So some people are arguing things, you know, like Jasmine mentioned, we get, you know, we get uptight about these roles, and some of us don't, haven't even seen them personally, and so we start having these discussions about them. I think that the discuss the discussion of it, when you haven't lived it, is what's more harmful than the gender role so it's like people are offended um, when we even talk about it. So I, mm-hmm. to me, that's what that's hurting the relationship is that we're not even having the right conversation surrounding gender roles, in my opinion. Okay, so and, and I would okay, I can see that, and I agree with the the point of how, and I, I made that point in the conversation earlier is how do we how are we talking about gender roles when we're trying to. When in when in most homes, as you said, it's only one parent. But even in two parent homes, I think where I've struggled, and I saw I saw a post today earlier. I wish I could find it where the person said, "If you're a man and you can't afford a woman, you shouldn't be like be dating." And to some extent, I agree with that. But I think we've got to get to a point, in my opinion, where we stop defining our gender roles just strictly based on economics, as if there's nothing more to the discussion of the family unit than money. Though it's important, so please let me not say that, y'all know yeah. it's hugely vastly important, but it's not the only part of it. So, so I don't devalue when I get married, my wife, because she makes less money and she does and she cooks, just like I would hope that if the roles were reversed and she was making a million dollars a year and I said, I'm going to stay home with the kids, that I'm not devalued as a husband. And so how do we, so Kelly, how do we get to that point where we're saying, where we're having the right conversation? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I think just being too, what everyone's interpretation of gender roles 
you know, what what your interpretation is that that will help the conversation. But there's just there's just so much. Um, I don't know. There's so people hold these gender roles and what they think about them really close. You know, they take it personal. So I don't know how you can um, open up. It have to be an individual thing. But just being open to what other people think is the first step. So if someone thinks the man should pay all the bills and you feel like that's outdated, okay, come to a compromise or at least just say, okay, I understand where you're coming from and I see why you like the traditional role or something like that. But if you say a man should pay all the bills now, make a post that says the man should pay all the bills. And you would get crucified. You would get crucified. But I don't. I don't know why. I mean, again, I let me. I don't know why you would, as a man, be upset with that. Again, I think. Again, I think, and and I'm probably traditional too. So I think that as a man, you should desire to do that. Like, I don't want my wife to ever have to work. I don't want. When I was married, there were seasons she didn't have to work, and there were seasons where she did. So I mean, it wasn't. The goal is is I think as a man should be able to get to that point, but. But if that's not the season that you are in financially, then that doesn't diminish who we are. Like that that whole gender role of you know what you're supposed to do and what you know, I just I, I struggle with I struggle with that. And again, I don't really even understand. I don't understand it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't get it. Jasmine, what you think? I have a live comment. When we get the next one from Miss oh. Teresa Cooper, she says. We just have to realize that we are not going to agree. It should be discussed between you and your potential mate. And and I agree. I do agree that mm-hmm. that deep of a conversation should be with your potential mate. And at the same token, you don't have to get offended by just because what somebody else believes. Like, we have to yeah. get away from that. We have to get away from that. I agree. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I always talk to my clients about um, when we're doing, you know, our our, strategy, our discovery session to identify who they're compatible with, I always ask them about gender roles because I, I believe that's a value mm-hmm. thing. Like most people, however they view gender roles usually comes from how they were raised, right? Whether they want to stay exactly how they were raised or they want to be the opposite of. Most people are one or the other, right? They're either rebelling from their family traditions or they uphold them. And so I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a thing that people compromise on because it's a part of, it's your belief system for a lot of people. It's their value system. Um, so what I always tell my clients is to date people you're compatible with. Uh-huh. So instead of us trying to focus on um, whether it's right or wrong, whether a man should pay the bills or not, we need to just focus on, what it means to us individually and then date people who share those same values because you're more Mm -hmm. likely to have a healthy loving relationship farther down the line because that's something that's important to both of you that you don't have to argue about. So instead of, you know, trying to understand why someone else feels this way, just Uh, accept that they're not like you and mm -hmm. only date people that you're actually compatible with. That way you're not arguing over who's paying what bills or not, especially when Mm -hmm. finances is the number one reason for divorce. Okay, so Jen, I have a question. I have a question for you. Yeah, let's So if, do you you think gender roles are 
that important still that you need to – what if it's somebody that doesn't even speak about gender roles? Do you think that's okay, or do you think there should be some type of expectation in a relationship? No, I, I think, you know, I've met people who are like, you know, I'll do whatever it takes to make the relationship work. So that means if they need to stay at home, if they need to go to work, like it, it's not really that important to them. It's about making the relationship work. On the other hand, I have some clients that are very specific, and they're like, you know, she needs to be comfortable being a stay-at-home mom. I don't want to date, you know, I, you know, I don't want to date a woman who's trying to have a super successful career. I want to date someone who's more into being, um, as as a lady called it, a, a lady of leisure, where you stay at home, you do, you know, your charities, that type of stuff. So I said all that to say. Um, I think you got to focus on what's important to you, right? So if it's not important to you, that's fine. But if you meet a man who is saying, no, you absolutely have to be a stay-at-home mom or you absolutely have to go half on these bills, that's something you got to be okay with. Okay. I get it because – and I feel like I'm on the I'm on the fence when it comes to gender roles because I come from a family where – my mom worked for, I think my mom stopped working when I was in high school. Hi, mom. I think she's, she's watching, listening, something. But um, <laughs> and that's, I, I, it's because at the request of, of my dad. And so I've seen it both, both ways. And I, I do consider myself, I consider myself traditionally renaissance because I feel like I'm open to either way. But mm-hmm. my thing is is finding someone, like if I had to, to say what I would like a man to think, I would want him to want to take care of me. Not necessarily yeah. that I have to be taken care of because I'm I'm the type, I'm the career woman. But I want that traditional want, but I don't necessarily want to stay at home. So oh, I get you what you're saying by... Yeah, by being true to yourself, like, and that's something I probably still have to figure out. Like, what do I really, do I really want a traditional relationship, or or does is that just familiar to me? So I feel like I would be comfortable with it. Yeah. Is that? I, and I think for Black women, like, we have to be very careful um, about the gender role gender role thing because. You know, studies are showing that our bodies on the inside, though on the outside we look much younger, on the inside we're aging six or seven years faster, right? Now, my theory is because we're playing every role in the household more than any woman of any race. So we may be working just as hard as our husbands and then still coming home and taking care of the kids and cooking and all that stuff. So I think for women who've decided that they absolutely want to be career women and they're going to put in those 40 to 50 hours a week for work, then I think what's best for them in regards to their health and just peace and happiness in general is that they date a man who's willing to share those um, roles around the house. Because if, if you're if you're serious about being a career woman, you know that's going to take up a lot of your time. It's just too much on your body to then come home and do a whole other job. So I, I think that's one thing that black women have to think about. Yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. So am I live? Andrew says that this should be an individual relationship decision. I would like my future husband to open my doors, take out the trash, do oil changes, and other things. The women who don't want this should communicate 
to their men on what they want and let uh, and let me tell my man what I want. Um, the thing says, I believe that money is important, but I also believe that there is something some things that a, that a man can only do for the house and vice versa. Uh, Ebony says, my uncle pays for everything, fixes everything, helps everyone, but his wife doesn't like it. That's interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm not, I don't, I, I dare not say what's right or what's wrong, but I am concerned with, I'm concerned with a couple. I'm concerned with number one that I, I wonder if we are, uh, even though we're not a, a monolithic, you know, people and we can have more than one, you know, there's more than one way to do this. I, I'm concerned that we as a culture have decided something that isn't necessarily something that we do. Like, yeah, we were in a period where traditionally men worked and women stayed home, but we've been out of that or have we ever, you know, that hasn't been what's in our community for a long time now. Yeah, a long time. A yeah, a long time. So how how are, you know, so why, what am I, like, what am I arguing with you about? And what am I, why am I constantly telling you, you're not a, you're not a real man or you ain't a real woman because you don't cook? Like, to me, that's, like, what are we arguing about? I just, we, we all broke. That's all we all get to bed. <laughs> all, I'm, we all hungry. Come on, like let's do this together. Right. And if that works for your family, cool. If that doesn't work, cool. But you're not less of a man. You're not less of a woman. Um, if you choose to go to work versus if you stay home. Now I will say, I've done the stay at home thing. That is not for me. I would never do that. I I just don't do that. <laughs> I work three jobs. That's just too much stress. I did it for like a couple months. I was like, "This is too stressful. I need to let me go out there and do some construction work or something." It just didn't feel right. I wasn't. I'm serious. I started painting bathrooms, changing floors, and and I'm not the most handy guy, so I messed up some stuff. But that's okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to change the, you know, change spark plugs on the car just because that's my nature as a man to be to do that kind of to work. So I don't I don't understand that. But if a man is comfortable with that, and that's what's good for his family, you're not less of a man because that's what you do. So well, let me ask you this: Do you feel that a man who you know needs his woman's additional income to cover the bills should should then share some of the household duties? Do you think that's an automatic or no? Oh yeah, I mean I don't I think I think if that's what. What you know, what she needs, yeah, and I think so. Yeah, I mean, even when in seasons of my life where that was the reality, yeah, I, I still, you know, my thing, you know, she, you need a break. Again, that's a lot of stress. Having been there, that's a lot of stress and pressure to have to maintain a house, to keep a house clean, to keep it, even if it's like that's stressful. I don't care what nobody says. That's yep. some stressful stuff. And so, yeah. You know, it's some performance anxiety that you know that that comes along with it, and it's like, wait, did I clean up enough? Are they gonna think I'm crazy? Um, you know, two pounds. And she goes like, yeah. I'm literally in the house having these quick conversations with myself, going, "Do go do some push-ups? Like, come on, let's 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 get it." So, yeah, no matter what's going on, there needs to be some some short some of shared 
responsibility, even if it is, again, you know, I'm going to wash the dishes two days a week or I'm going to take care of dinner one, you know, every whatever or, uh, you know, y'all kind of figure out what she needs or what the other person needs and do that because the other thing about it is, is if you're working like that, then most likely there's another strength. So you might be out making the money, but she's probably managing the money. And so that's still a part of something that's necessary for your for your family. Yeah. Well, I have another. I have another kind of. Well, it's a question. So, do you think with in our culture today we have so many gray areas for genders? So, if we have transgender, um, just people identifying with, you know, a different gender. You have the is it asexual, ambiguous. That the whole conversation of gender itself has changed. So to me, it's it's really going to be hard to identify gender roles if we're not even identifying gender right off the top. So what do you guys think about that? What do you think about the gray area of gender itself in the conversation of gender roles? I I think that's part of why we're trying why you know extremely liberals are trying to move away from gender roles. I think it's mm-hmm. because you know, they want to make a world that, um, you know, appears to be inclusive to all groups. For me, though, um, I can't change my value system because it's different from someone else's. Again, I can respect theirs, and I can respect, mm-hmm. you know, their right to live their life as they choose to live their life, but I can't get rid of gender roles just because it don't make sense for your relationship, right? Because I, I know what's important to me. And, and, and mm-hmm. I mean, for me, for me to really even be attractive to a man, I have to believe in his ability to be that masculine energy in my life because I like operating in my feminine energy and um, playing that role in a relationship. So I'm only compatible with men that want to play the masculine role of protector and provider. So I can't change my views because it doesn't fit someone else's life. We'll just have to agree to be different. What you think, Winfrey? Um, I think, I think that, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know on that one. I mean, I think even in that relationship, you still have. To, I, I really don't. I think that in that in that relationship, you still have to define for yourself what works, um, because the only thing I can maybe think of is I wonder if there are um, overlapping. Because to me, it's not, it's not a, it's about strengths and weaknesses. So when I talk to, to about money with, with clients and people, my question is not, you know, who's the man so he's in charge. It's about who's stronger at budgeting, who's the saver and who's the spender, and what are your goals. And so let's sit down and figure out what your strengths, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses and your weaknesses are, and, and the ultimate in the area of, uh, in the confines of the ultimate goal, and then let's move in that direction and move as a team. So I would probably say the same thing in that, like who's better at this, who's better at that? What are the ultimate goals? You know, and then go from there. If, if person A is better at this, then that person handles it. And I'll play and the other person B plays the support, uh, and vice versa. Do you do yeah, you I, believe that 
to be the leader of the relationship, like the head? Do you guys believe that the man should be the head of the relationship, or is that also a partnership where it's just a team and there's no head? I'll answer that. I think the man is the head, but I think my, by the head, by headship, I think, um, yeah, so my definition of headship is I think as a man, my role is to be the first person who is accountable for whatever decision is made from my home. So whether we go with your idea or we go with, you know, with the idea that I came up with or with the idea that you came up with, whatever happens, I'm responsible. So if something bad happens in that, I'm not going to do so. I'm going to use a biblical, I'm going to use a biblical reference. I'm not going to do like Adam did Eve. And when God comes looking saying what happened going, well, it was her. No, as the head, my role is to say it was me. I'm the one who did it. I'm the one that's responsible and I'm the one that's going to stand here and be responsible for being, for leading us out of this. So to me, that's what headship does. Um, and even in any organization, you work in a, in a, with, for a good leader, any leader will tell you that when it comes time to get praise, they always give the praise to the team. But anytime it's time to take punishment, then they always take the punishment because that's what a leader does. And so I think that from that perspective, yes, I do believe that the man is the head. Okay. Uh, I believe that the man should be the head, but the realistic side of me, based on my recent dating experiences, is that my personality may, you know, tend to think that I am the head. But again, like I said, I'm just, I, I have traditional beliefs, but sometimes it's like the traditional thing doesn't follow me. So I don't know. I I would I do tend tend to lean towards the man being the head. I'll say it that way. But sometimes I just think, you know, some men are you really capable of leading? But I guess that just comes back to would you you know like you said before would you even date someone who's not capable of leading? So I'll stick with yes. That's my final answer. <laughs> So, yeah, I also um, think a man should is, you know, his role is to be the head. And the reason I ask that question is because if if he's the head and he's making the decisions on what happens, right, and Mm -hmm. she goes out and makes the money, but he decides what to do with that money and the decisions that the family is moving in, that's too much like pimping to me, (laughs) you know, She's going out making the money, bringing it to him, and he making all the decisions. That's just too much like pimping to me. If you if you're gonna be the head, then I need you on the front line. That's what a that's what a leader yeah. does on the front line. Yeah. So I can't be the person going out, you know, fighting the world to bring in food to our home, and then you gonna tell me how all the decisions are to be made. You a pimp? Yeah, and I don't think that's good leadership. Yeah. I think that as a so I think as a as a leader. Um, in that scenario, even in that scenario, 
if I'm going out, if you're going out making money, first of all, let me say this: if he's not working at all, that's a problem. In my opinion, that's a problem. That's me. Again, mm-hmm. that's me. That's my thinking. Um, but if you're making more money than than him, or he's making more money than you, then again, it comes back to what are the goals for this relationship, and let's sit down and strategize about how we can do this. And this is a discussion. This is a partnership. There's nowhere in the well, we decided, humanity decided mm-hmm. at, at this point in cult in our cultural norms that men can do that, can say this is what we're gonna do and you just need to shut up. But that's not that's not really what we do. What we really do is say, Hey, I think this is what we should do. Let's let's kind of strategize how we can get there and we get there together and we figure it out together. And again, typically in my 15, 18 years of, of, of financial services experience, I can count on one hand the few times that I have seen a relationship where both persons were had the same financial personality. You typically are going to have a saver and a spender, and that, that line of getting them to be on the same page is the difficult part because the saver, of course, wants, doesn't want to spend anything, the spender wants to spend everything. So we got to figure out how we can come together, marry those two visions, so that the relationship gets to where it needs to get to. All right, Kelly, I see you. It's time. All right, I know. Um, so, all right. Any, any final thoughts on that, real quick, before we move on? No, I think it's a, I think it's an awesome subject, and I, and I, I'm glad that Miss Jasmine is here with us because I think you did a very good job of explaining, you know, why it is an individual um, journey that we need to learn what we really want ourselves. So kudos. I just wanted to say that. All right. um, So this next song is, that was really good, by the way. Um, This next segment, this next, that segment, excuse me, is over. We're going to go into our next song, which is uh, one of our favorites is Chris Brown by, Detroit Kill Me, don't go anywhere because after this, we got Hot Topic yeah. and Kelly about to get real petty with this one, and so y'all definitely don't want to miss this Hot Topic um, <laughs> that, that we about to get into. So we'll be back after this song, which is Chris Brown by Detroit Kill Me.
keep it wrapped like Trojan, stay strapped like CPL, nigga, I'm legal, pop tops like Pringles, whipping up in the regal, ain't a bean pop, I spit the truth like Seagull, I don't fuck with them kitties with two, they ain't legal, cashed out them hundreds for ones, I'm throwing singles, strip club raining, Hurricane of Katrina, wing maxed out, we stay platinum like Visa, ball cheese like Cheetos, running faster than Cheetos, come show with the cheese, I'm Danny DeVito, guns on the hip, they calling me Max Payne, eyes turn red, I blank out like Max Payne, work, 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 dancing out the pot, Chris Brown, We have a lot of ugly feet. You know, this whole feet 
thing with men, it just kills me because I'm like, some of y'all have the worst feet this out of Mississippi <laughs> and I'm always worried about a woman with pretty feet. Get that boomerang scene out of your head because y'all feet are horrible. I mean, dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus Rex claws, but you want your woman's feet to look like Cinderella's from the cartoon. You know, I I don't I don't understand. Um, but we that's have a real that's petty a one says, yeah. <laughs> oh, the pretty feet. That's a gender role. <laughs> that's a gender role. Yeah. Right. Uh, somebody even said mole a mole on the face. Of course, I'm gonna take a fist today because I have several moles. But anywho. Uh, we have a unibrow. Um, if his belly is bigger than my belly, and she she follows up with, she's the only fair one in my relationship. I mean, in her relationship. Um, let's see if he's left-handed. <laughs> That's right. definitely. I'm, I'm like, wait, I'm left-handed. Hold on. <laughs> uh, we have one that says her bonnet stank. And that about took me out of here because that is so hilarious. I seen the team with with bonnet. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a tiger. <laughs> Wait, that was so, funny. I'm gonna let you go. So I'm gonna let you. She said as long as she said as long as it don't smell like chicken grease, flaming hot catfish nuggets, and pink oil moisturizer. Done. That's well. <laughs> That's so that's part of the gender role too. You want her in there cooking, cleaning, washing right after she come home from work. That bonnet gon' that bonnet gonna have a little smell to it. If she got to do all that, she got to keep her hair looking nice so she can look good for you too. <laughs> <laughs> no girl, you gotta wash those bonnets often. You gotta wash them a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. why I have three, and I don't even have nobody to wear. I mean, ain't nobody smelling my bonnets, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared that top with that top comes. I prepared. I got to be three to to rotate out. Um, so, Miss Jasmine, do you have any petty? Uh, I do actually. Um, <laughs> two, <laughs> two from my oh, One of them was a guy. He was a carpenter, and he had ugly fingers. And they weren't necessarily like it wasn't like snails were messed up, but his fingers was just like really thick, like really thick fingers. And I call them carpenter's hands now. And I just was like, I can't do. It. He was a nice guy, but he had really ugly fingers. And then this last one is really petty, but y'all brought me on on petty night, so this last one is really petty. Um, I feel like he was too old to have the job that he had. Like it was a very, it was like a kind of to me, it was a you know a college student job, and he was like forty, and I was like, no, this is not going to work because he, I, I won't say the job because I don't offend anyone, but um, he was too old to have his job. Probably delivering newspapers or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's okay, so. So here's the thing. In the big city, like, call center jobs are for, you know, college students, high school students, mm-hmm. like, late night okay. jobs. He has a call center job, and he's, like, 40-something, and he lives in a major city. So it's kind of like, you know, and, and that's different from where I'm from. Like, a call center job can be, a, you know, an adult's job. But mm-hmm. in big yeah. cities, like, you know, Chicago, New York, in our cases, 
he definitely, you know, was still in the call center. And I just thought he should have progressed a little bit more in life. So did you take that? You took that as like he was he financially he wasn't he wasn't on it. Or just more so like, is this someone I would want to lead me? You know, because at this stage yeah. in life, I don't even think he was like in management or anything. Like, there's difference if there's been some progression, but he's not even in management. So I'm like, okay, I don't think Ooh. no, this is not. I don't want to follow where he's going because he ain't going too far. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know what. And just, just even though I know you don't need, I had, I had somebody else recently tell me the same thing. They were like, "Yeah, dude tried to talk to me, but then when I asked him where he worked at, he told me that he worked in the call center." She's like, "I just couldn't do it." Like, I mean, she's like, "You're 40 years old, making ten dollars an hour." I said, and, and I, you know, I understood. She's like, and, she, and then I said, "Well, what if that was just, you know, a stop?" She's like, "No, he was okay with making ten dollars an hour." I said, "Okay, understood." <laughs> Understood. Maybe we maybe we met the same dude. <laughs> right. I guess. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I understand. I definitely get it. Kelly, what about you? What's, what, your, what's your petty reason? Now, what, one of my petty ones is a man with lady hips. Like, I can't get past. If your figure is similar to mine, I can't. I can't. <laughs> you, You cannot have childbearing hips and a penis. You just cannot have both. Childbearing hips. I can't be with anybody who has childbearing hips. I cannot do it. That is one. And then, oh, if he's if he's crip walking in any shape or any shape or form, like there's this one guy who used to crip walk with his fingers, and I'm like, something is wrong with you. So if you crip walking <laughs> from the rooter to the tutor, any part of your body is still crip walking, I want no parts of you. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I have oh, a pretty one. <laughs> if, if you were in the club. If you an adult in the club and you and only one of your frat brothers decide to go do y'all frat line um, oh, march no, club, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 I will not no, talk. No, 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 no alpha training in the club. You still see oh. that every now and then. We're like, yo, we're trying to enjoy ourselves. It's two of y'all. Y'all the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. oh, no sickness, no sickness stuff in the club. Yeah, no scrolling in the club. Not Unless at the club. Yeah, but oh just don't God. do it at the club. You need to do that at, you know, go to a little frat party or something. I understand, and I and I'm great, so I understand about the strolling. But yeah, we got it's a time and a place. Take that back to the hotel or something. Yeah, it's a time and a place for that. And I think, you know, when it when it's only two of y'all, it just looks real bad. Like, I could see if it was a group, but when it's two of y'all, you know, chill. Sit down somewhere. Look, somebody said if they have ugly kids. I said, I will not. That's funny. I'm glad I don't have that you need to like, I ain't got that problem. I make, my kids, I make good-looking babies. Well, I only make one, but yeah. <laughs> my son is handsome. So. <laughs> what's some of yours? What's what's a couple of yours? Oh, um, Angry Birds eyebrows. 
I can't do it. Angry bird eyebrows. And the, <laughs> eyebrows that look like the angry bird or they like the real funny <laughs> shape or they look like they cover your whole <laughs> face. I can't do it. Can't do that. They be creative. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's That's a makeup artist. I can't do it. Listen, come on. I can't do it. Can't do those. Um, I can't do rough hands. Like if your hands look like I'm with you, Jasmine. If your hands look like if you're a, a woman and you look like you've been mm-hmm. your hands feel like you've been laying bricks for a living, I, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. I don't want okay, you rubbing I'm, my hands. I don't want you rubbing my shoulders. Are you talking their nails? Or are you talking about like the the tips, the fingertips? I'm talking about that when they, when they shake they shake my hand, like when I touch their hand, it feels like sandpaper. It feels like like I mean, yeah, like you are you've been a lumberjack all your life. I, I don't want that. I need some feminine hands that's going you know that's gonna rub over my shoulders. That's that's what I need. I need that. <laughs> Uh-huh. You want you want to feel like you touching a woman. A woman. Yeah, I, a woman. Can't do no but look, listen no at this, this petty one. Miss Candace says if he has a perm and longer hair than mine. <laughs> so no more perm. Cat Williams cut his off. I don't want to see no perm. I agree. Yeah. I agree, Candace. I agree. I'm I'm not yeah I'm over perm, I'm over it. <laughs> I want to be able to perm. Or a high pitched voice. She also said that she has a higher pitched voice than Michelle A's. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that might be pity, yeah. but I yeah. think I can do it. Yeah. Somebody says that they breath. Is they breath stink? If somebody's a bad breath, what are you saying? It's dingy. I don't know what, how your breath is dingy, but I can uh-huh. understand that. <laughs> dingy? I could hear yeah, dingy. dingy. <laughs> uh, somebody put, now this is super petty. Uh, who said this? Makai says if they have too many selfies. So if you're a man and you have too many selfies, you say, uh-uh, no way. But I, I guess that probably goes along that whole too pretty type of type of person. So, yeah. And then uh, Big Bean says sharp shoulders. I can't stand him. Who has sharp shoulders <laughs> out here? Who out here hey, you saw the with hanger shoulders? <laughs> he, said, he said Sierra got him. He put, he put a picture of Sierra and that's about she got some sharp shoulders. <laughs> Let me see. Sierra does have. She does have those shoulders. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna leave Sierra alone. I like Sierra. You know, but she does have sharp shoulders. She does. Yeah, pictures. Yeah, I understand. Tiffany Haddish has sharp shoulders too. Who does? Yeah. Tiffany Haddish. She has sharp shoulders too. Y'all killing me. These sharp shoulders. Okay. Uh, oh, Lakai, keep taking the case. I'll oh, go ahead. Who? I have one that says untamed, untamed facial and chest hair. Untamed. Yeah. Okay. Like you don't cut it. You it don't cut it off. Wild, them wild chest yeah. hair. Yeah. But you know, chest hair don't bother me. I don't know why people 
can be so offended by a man with with hair. I don't mind hair on a man. I feel like a man's supposed to be hairy. I want to play. No, with I'm him. saying they're they're referring to a woman. Oh, what? Oh no! <laughs> I can't. It was referring to a woman. You know, I have one, too. Another reason I stopped talking to a guy once, I don't like men whose wrists are too loose, right? Like, they straight, but they still have feminine, like, their wrists are just real loose when they talk. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a immediate turn off. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm not too fond of the loose wrist either. <laughs> the flick of the wrist if it, Not limp wrist The flick of the wrist uh, Yeah Camera said he's mu- She don't like somebody that He was musty Has missing Or has missing teeth Missing tooth Missing teeth Yeah well, missing teeth uh, Yeah Yeah but a couple of people said they they um uh, they they won't date someone if their ex is ugly. How you gonna judge somebody y'all still can't see <laughs> open to date somebody less attractive? That's that that's then that takes the cake. <laughs> you go you're not gonna get that's funny. Maybe they was having a midlife crisis. Andrea says a big man with little hands. Six, how you six four with ten year old hands? <laughs> That's <Ooh>. funny. Ronisha <laughs> <laughs> says um, a wife beater worn as a shirt and is busy. <laughs> wow. You know what? I can I can attest to that because, and I've told this story before. But when I did it, the guy who smelled like all day, and he came to pick me up, and he had on a, he had on a white tee, smelling like he just came from somebody's barbecue, and it had Kool-Aid stains on it or some kind of red liquid stains. I cannot believe that. So, yeah. No, man. Wait, wait. wait. He and I didn't like pick somebody up with a little dirty T-shirt on. Wait, I cannot. Wait, Kels, what do you smell like? He smell like all day. What is all day? How does somebody smell like all day? Like you, like you got up and you about to take a shower last night or this morning, and you out running around all day. So it's not like you necessarily like think, you know, like I don't know. There's just a level of things. like there's musty. You can smell like butt. Or, you know what I mean? So it's not necessarily one of those smells, but it's just like outside. Like, you smell like outside. I cannot. <laughs> like some little dusty heat. Oh. No. Oh, God. Kelly, you like them Ooh. smelling fresh, huh? Yes. Oh, I mean, put on some cologne. You know, I don't want to smell y'all. I don't, I don't want to smell where you've been all day. I, just, I don't want to do it. Oh. What do y'all? Let me ask you. What are y'all thoughts on this? Uh, like he wear, he's come over there smelling like Japanese cherry blossoms. Oh no. Mm-mm. No, sir. Absolutely not. <laughs> I cannot. My my imagination is too wild. If you smelling like it's gonna be two things, either you hiding something from me, or you got a woman, and you that's the lotion y'all got at the house is that cherry. Blossom. 
That's the only lotion y'all got at the house. So yeah, it's a that's a red flag to me. If you smell like Japanese cherry blossom, mm-mm. <laughs> that's a deal breaker. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Not at all. We have uh, we have smoking cigarettes on here several times, so we get that the smell and the breath probably stinks too. Our uh, one woman, uh, let's see. Just Whitney says, "Small feet." Mm-hmm. Jasmine, what you think about that? The small feet, men. <laughs> What's a small foot? You know what? What, what size of feet? I'm surprised about small feet, men. So I don't necessarily discount them because they have small feet. Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> what's, what's what's a small foot? I don't I don't have small feet, but I just am interested in what what is what's men. So eight, what, what size? What size? If, if you grown and you wear eight, that's too, that's too small. I was about to say, usually, yeah, it seemed like eight, eight, nine. I mean, if I could wear your shoe, that's, you probably wear the six as a man, and I'm definitely probably running. You probably underage if you wear the size. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I pay attention to, people, to men's shoes, but I don't know if I necessarily pay attention to the size unless they're just really big. So I don't even know if I know to tell if a man's I mean if if I tell your foot is small, like it has to be really small. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, if we got the same size feet, yeah, I might be questioning. But again, the myths aren't true because I've seen some really big feet not have nothing going on. So yeah. I know the feet <laughs> ain't always Yeah. <laughs> They're not always accurate. I do know that. You know what the rumor is about Phil O'Neill? He's he he has humongous feet and hands and all of that. Right, I did hear the rumor. I did. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I, know the rumor. Yeah. I don't want to know. But anyway, uh, Warren says <laughs> that when her toes when her toes hang over uh, her shoes, I become severely distraught. Now I'm gonna have to agree with that one. I, I that one I, that one just looks weird to me. Yeah. Get some shoes that fit. I know they're cute. Get some that fit. Yeah, like, I mean, and sometimes I don't think women are even, I don't know if it's necessarily that the shoes are too little, but sometimes, yo, see, y'all, me and y'all don't know this. I'm going to let you give y'all a little inside, little little discussion. Sometimes our feet, like, start, are we put too much lotion on or too much oil on the bottom of your feet? Your feet start sliding when you're wearing them open toe shoes. So we're just trying to hang on. It ain't always. They really do. I was going to say that, too. They really do start sliding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give us a second chance. If you see it, now if you see it every time, yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just a slide. We don't just put a little bit too much oil on the bottom of them feet. Trying to keep them smooth for y'all because y'all got this feet thing. And see, we got yeah, to hang on to our shoes. We don't put too much oil on I'm going I'm to say this. If the back of your feet. Look like a piece of sandpaper. Put them up. Just put them up. They're not. They're not ready. Throw the they're not ready. No, no. Just no. Just get you one of them little um, 
them little uh, uh, egg things, you know, and get them or go get your, you know, get your pedicure. It's fine. My, my feet do that too, but I don't, I don't put on no sandals and have my feet out when like that's all I'm saying. It's just put them back in the in the clothes in the shoe where the heel is now. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard. We cannot. You 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 know we got to keep them keep the feet up. If you're gonna keep them out, keep them up. I always the sin because I can't stand that they always on our feet. But yeah, we can't have the the, the cement heels out there. We can't we can't have that. Y'all gotta keep keep them sanded down. Go go have Ming Lee take care of them heels. It's almost summer. It's getting warm out. Um, do we have any more? Somebody said, uh, somebody said, uh, what was it? Oh, where did it go? I'm sorry. She said, gums too light, black gums. And if you, pre- if you pronounce Adam, Adam's apple, hmm. and Kelly, you talk about, Kelly talking about some, if, if he uses one term too much, if he uses one term too much. Oh yeah, me, you know the dude. That's like, you me. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? After every word, yeah. After every couple <laughs> of words, every sentence, you gotta say, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's kind of a petty, a little bit of a turn off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Man, it's a crowd tonight with these petty remarks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? You have the people side eye Ooh, her breast thing, raisins in the potato, that was funny. Raggedy mattress, so raggedy mattress pillows, that's funny. Raggedy mattress raggedy, pillow. Yes, that's funny. And if you have a dirty What's pillow. A raggedy, a mattress pillow? <laughs> like a pillow shop? I think you talk about the mattress. Yeah, the master. I think you're just talking about just your pillows, like your bed pillows, like if your bed pillows are like. Oh. oh. <laughs> I thought I was like, okay, a pillow top mattress. Okay, they talking about like the mattress and the pillows. I got you. I got you. My bad. Yeah. A blah moment. Start to the head. All right. Yeah. Okay, that was funny. <laughs> that was those are petty. I just want to say those are some of the right. reasons I've ever. And thank you that guys for that entertainment. That entertainment because that really was funny. I, I think I was crying on a couple of them. But um, that has been our hot topic tonight. Please you would join us for another entertaining topic next week. And our next music is uh, Beer R&B by Raya Jackson.
But I feel like you can't never have too many. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, really you, believe in putting all my eggs in one basket, honey, and age ain't got nothing to do with it, baby. I get I get something around there and have a good old time. You know what I mean? Got to have a good old time. I might want to have a friend to go down with me to the bingo hall or to the church revival, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know that kind know, of thing. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. You got to date multiple people until you find your one. Hey, man, child, that's what I told Carol. Now, Carol, didn't I tell you that? You better listen to me, girl. Forget what you and Winford talking about. Me and Jasmine, honey, telling you what you need to do, girl. You better stay out there. I'm going to be out there with her, honey. Me and Carol's going to be working that curvy kitten. They're going to see something they ain't never seen when Mother Maybelline get that curvy kitten on, honey. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Honey, I'm getting ready. Now, when the summertime comes, I'm going to be rocking my curvy kid, and I ain't going to be ready for Mother Maybelline, child. You just wait and see now. You wait and see now. <laughs> now, Jasmine, now, Kels, I got to thank you for introducing me tonight, honey. We, I feel like I've been with y'all forever, child. It's only been a few months since Mother been coming on, but, you know, I tell you every time I come on here, I try to get went for the great date, my great-granddaughter, but she was talking, and he tried to act funny, style. I didn't like that. <laughs> The fact that her eyes roll in different directions shouldn't penalize her from getting a good man, and I feel like she can watch your back, your front, and your sides with that eye moving, Winfrey. You wouldn't think about that, though. <laughs> all, all at the same time. All at the same time, and be looking you straight in your eyes while you're saying something sweet to her at the same time. Well, I sure appreciate y'all. I'm so glad to be here. I'm on this live hidden. You know, this this social media stuff is something else. Boy, I'm just inviting all these folks to come in. So I can't even look at my screen and see who's on. So I'm going to put my screen down here and get off into it tonight. Let me tell y'all this before I do. You was talking about something. Hey, y'all, I got some people on there. My people is on here. Y'all come on up in here. Now, you know I got to give a plug for my live viewers. You know the Scoop Radio Show come on every Tuesday night now from 8 p.m. to Central. Wait, 8 p.m.? I said the Central Standard Time. That ain't no time now. Oh, Lord, my dementia kicking in. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can call in at 929-477-2304, honey. Come on in. And I'm Mother Maybelline. I'm on every other Tuesday night. Now, before I get off into my topic tonight, Lord Jesus, this hair, y'all bear with me. I'm trying to get in case Kel's giving me a screenshot for Jasmine to hook me up with somebody. I want to be key. <laughs> I got Kel, you see my fur collar? I got my fur. Yes, I see. Oh, sugar, my number one fan just came on, and he's putting all kind of hearts. Will Bradley, honey, I wore this fur for you tonight, Sugarfoot. Hey, now. Honey, don't think Mother Maybelline can't fool no younger man. Now, William driving trucks, he's going to come by here and buy me a cup of hot chocolate next time he in Oklahoma City now. <laughs> don't you even worry about that. Mm-hmm. Now, look here now. I had to tell y'all before I got into my topic what my two big pet peeves are about the person that I date. Can I tell y'all that real quick before I hop off into this? Mm-hmm. Please. Well, you well, y'all sure don't sound excited. Did you fall asleep? What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. What's your pity? What's your pity? If you're listening to Mother Maybelline now, you got to listen to your elders now. Now, mm-hmm. my two pet peeves. 
Now, you got to remember, I'm, I'm from a different time of y'all than y'all are. So I'm a little older. So my pet peeves are a little different. Now, my pet peeves is when a man don't shave his nose and his ear hair. You know, I'm a little older. And I got a problem with, you know, you asking me out for dinner, and I'm trying to eat my food, honey, and you got your hair hanging down, you know, looking like some straw or something. You got to, you got to cut that. You know, and my other pet peeve is when a man wants to uh, take me out, but he takes his oxygen tank everywhere. You know, that just ain't no fun. That ain't no fun. It ain't no fun. You know, if I want to go play some putt-putt golf or do something active, and he got to drag that oxygen around, I just, I don't know. So when I, y'all are asking people, like, you know, if they want to have kids and things like that, well, when a man asks for my number, I'm asking things like, do you have COPD or congestive heart failure? <laughs> you know, and it's and it's so is it too late to add me to the policy because I'm too old to be having to go fund me for your funeral. That's the things that you worry about when you get to this age. The problems get real when you get to this age. What you say now, baby girl? I said it's duly noted. I'm I'm taking notes, mother. Take notes, sugar, because it gets totally different. Now, now when you out to dinner and they start asking about a red or a blue pill, honey, you know it's getting bad. But let me go on and move on because I can't touch that one. Some of the saints is watching. <laughs> they gonna act like they ain't got that prescription. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some of the saints is watching. Okay, we're here now. So tonight my topic is wake up or walk out. The choice is yours. Let me first, before I do anything, anything, honey. Let me please give a major shout-out and love to these Oklahoma teachers. I wish I had a button that just would do a round of applause. Because, yeah. honey, these teachers, y'all are out here doing the thing. I'm super proud of these Oklahoma teachers. Honey, I hope everybody shares this video and sees it so all of America can know how proud I am of these Oklahoma teachers. Child folks is walking 737 miles from places, honey. Now, don't ask me why they're walking. Well, I don't know why they ain't just caravan, and I don't understand. I ain't going to talk too bad about you, but why is y'all walking? We're going to leave that alone. But they walking, honey, from thousands of miles away, honey, just to get to that Capitol building to represent. Now, Mary Fallon, if you happen to see this video, I want you to see this face because I'm looking right at you. Mary Fallon. I mean Fallon, not failing. I'm sorry. Mary Fallon. <laughs> I, I, need, I need you to go on and step up to the plate, honey, and go on and hit that button on that paycheck for them teachers, okay, now? Because, honey, the, these folks got your face plastered all over social media, and they, they talk about you real good now, Mary. I know you're trying to hold your own. I don't know what the publicists are telling you, but I'm telling you, it's time to let go, Sugarfoot. Going to come off the money, okay? Going to come off the money, honey. Take it from Mother Maybelline. I'm a little older than you. Well, I don't, I don't, then again, I don't know, because your skin ain't looking tight as mine. But I'm a little older than you, but I'm just telling you, take my advice, baby. Going to get them teachers that money. I'm proud of these teachers. So my topic was motivated by the teachers. Wake up or walk out. So we all know what's happening. These these educators, now, can't nobody in the world be what you are without an educator. I don't care if you are a doctor. I don't care if you are a, 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 a firefighter. Honey, I don't care if you was an exotic dancer. Yeah, I said an exotic dancer, honey. You would have had a teacher. 
at least one time in your life, everybody, no matter what profession they are, have had to come across a teacher. Them teachers are extremely important. Important, y'all. They're very important. Don't y'all know that? Mm-hmm. Now, my amen section is weak. I hope y'all said amen on the live. They drive the Sahara Desert tonight. I don't know what's going on, but I don't need nobody to say amen because I'll shout for by myself, okay? <laughs> Amen. Amen. We got you. Thank you, brother. Y'all ain't never been in charge. What's going on now? Thank you. We got you. Thank you, Bishop. Now, they saw something that wasn't right, and they came together and stood together, and they fighting for that thing. And they not going to stop until they get what they need. And then I looked, y'all, the other day, and they had hundreds of female attorneys, honey. David, they mm-hmm. had a Norman High School drum line playing, and then women came down dressed all in black, coming mm-hmm. in there to walk in that legislator's office to tell them they meant business. Didn't they do that, y'all? They did that thing. I was proud yeah. to see them people walking in there and supporting one another. Now, I want y'all to stay with me on this. Wake up or walk out, because I'm going to apply this same very lesson to your life. Because some of y'all in some situations that you need to wake up or walk out of, and the choice is yours. Now, I don't know Amen. who I might be talking to tonight, but somebody's mm-hmm. either in a really bad relationship. You know, you're living with somebody that you know y'all ain't even compatible, you're miserable every day, but you're scared to go out on your own because your money ain't right or you're dependent on somebody else. You need mm-hmm. to wake up or walk out. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to a job every day, honey, that you know you got more capability, but you done got so comfortable. I heard y'all talking about somebody working at a call center for $10 an hour. See, people get comfortable. People mm-hmm. get comfortable. If somebody right now, honey, you don't want to make more money at your job because you're scared they're going to cut your DHS benefits off. Because mm. if you make Woo. any more money, you can't get no more TANF or WIC. You want that free milk and peanut butter so bad that you don't want to step up to the plate and do something different. It's time for you to wake up and walk out, sugar. Huh? Mm. That's yeah. good. Amen. Some of y'all in situations, you abusing drugs and alcohol and not taking care of yourself and eating yourself until you get so obese, you got all kinds of diseases and you don't want to Change your lifestyle. You don't want to give up them Newport cigarettes that you're chewing on every day like air, even though the doctors have already told you you ain't going to have much longer to live. Baby, you need to wake up and walk out. Mm. What you going to do? Some of y'all are believers under the leadership. Now, now let me let me be very, very, very clear when I say this, because I don't want nobody coming on here commenting and dragging the man of God across the mud, because I get so tired. A Christian folk having to always defend themselves. You know, Buddhist, Hinduism, Judaism, Judaism, whatever, Jehovah Witness, ain't nobody got to ever defend themselves like Christians do. For some reason, Christians do, and that's a whole other tangent. But I'm saying that to say this. When I make this comment, don't you go in here talking about no preachers. I'm talking about some of them, not all of them. But some of y'all got membership to churches under the leadership of men that you know ain't following God. 
You know in your spirit the things that they're telling you ain't right, and you're following man anyway instead of following God. You need to wake up and walk out. Mm-hmm. Come on, I know I'm talking to somebody. Because mm-hmm. in the flesh, we will get over here and share all these posts about what somebody else is doing. Look at these teachers. They out here fighting for that money. They're going to stand out there at that capital, and they're going to fight until they get what they need. When are you going to fight until you get what you need? And when an attorney's walked up in that black, see, what that was is what you call backup. They came in to let them know, see, we know the laws of these land, honey. We're going to come in here, and we're going to work something out with you because we got these teachers back. What kind of backup you got? What kind of circle you got? What kind of friends you got? What kind of support system you got? Honey, if your support system ain't walking in and telling you, oh, look here, Johnny, I know you know Barbara Ann been sleeping around with three of our friends and you still claiming us. Brother, it's time to wake up and walk out. If you ain't got that kind of support system where they marching in on you in black, you being verbally abusive to your kids and mistreating them, if you ain't got no, no people coming in in black saying, look here, sister, I know it's stressful being a single mother and you mad at their daddy but it's making you mistreat their kids. What kind of support system you got? Because, see, when you're on the wrong track, you got to be surrounded by people that will bring you back in. And I know some of y'all don't want to be told nothing. I ain't talking about those of y'all that ain't ready to grow yet. I wouldn't waste my breath. I'm going to give a shout-out to, uh, shout to Mark Fleming. Now, if y'all heard my granddaughter's video earlier today, Mark Fleming did a post today that was outstanding. She tried to preach a little word on it. He mm-hmm. said... Don't waste your multi-million dollar mind on a $2 argument with a person that's not worth it and hates you anyway. So some of y'all ain't ready to grow. Some of y'all still got a $2 mind. I understand that. But this video going to be here forever. You hit play when you're ready to get a multi-million dollar mind because I'm trying to tell you something that's good and what the Lord loves. Some of these situations y'all are in, and sometimes the situation, baby, is you. You need to wake up and walk out of that bad situation and quit being comfortable. And then, and I know I got to get ready to wrap up here. Ain't it funny how folks that create the worst circumstances for themselves will complain the most? How are you complaining about being in a bad relationship that you stay in? How are you complaining about being broke and you won't do nothing better to better yourself to leave that little, that little job? How are you mad talking about somebody got their foot on your neck and you scared to make more because you don't want to use your little benefits that the system them tied you down on so they can strap you up like a slave anyway? You need to wake up and walk out. Now, if you ain't willing to wake up from some of the foolishness in your life and walk away from it, I want you to do me a favor. Quit acting like you support these teachers if you ain't even supporting yourself. Because it's real easy to be on the sidelines and saying, boy, they doing something good. They believing in it and they fighting, honey. Some of y'all see wrong every day and you won't even speak up on it in the small capacity that you have. You need to wake up or walk out. John Vincent Lasseter said, wake the hell up. And I hope I don't offend no believers because hell is where you're going if you don't wake up. Wake the hell up before that's where you end up at. Now run and tell that. Run and tell that. So I'm, I'm going to get ready to go on and wrap that up. It's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong 
with the fact that sometimes we're not going to get everything right. But you know the saying, once you know better, you do better? Well, let's just keep it real. Sometimes once you know better, all you do is talk about doing better and you don't do a thing. Quit talking all the time and start moving something. Get out of these bad, toxic situations. Wake up or walk out. Now, you're watching hundreds of people standing up to defeat a system full of injustice that we know belongs mm. to them. The enemy done tried to steal your blessings, and you know they belong to you, and you don't want to align with God because you want to listen to all this stuff on social media about what the slave master done told you and everything else. I'm here to tell you. I wouldn't serve nobody but a God, but my God. So you be careful what you say, and you be careful what you ask for. You better wake up, and you better walk away. And whoever you is, I'm talking to you right now, because you know it's been time to wake up and walk away, baby, and I'm telling you. It ain't going to get no better. And you are the only one keeping you from your destiny. That's all I got tonight, y'all. Wake up or walk away. Maybelline can't choose it for you. Bishop Burns can't choose it for you. Kirby Kitten Kettle can't choose it for you. Sexy Jasmine can't choose it for you. <laughs> you ain't here, but I'm going to call her name. She can't choose it for you. You got to choose it for yourself. And ain't nobody going to be bothered if you don't wake up and walk out. You know why? Because we're going to keep coming on up, just like the Jeffersons, honey. Fish don't fry in the kitchen with it. Beans don't burn on the grill. It took a while. Walk out, y'all. I'm not playing. Now, I'm telling you what. I thank God right now because I'm telling you, we, we allow ourselves to stay in a lot of bad conditions because we want to settle. Jasmine was talking about relationships tonight. Some of y'all will think into that relationship. No, you're trying to pair up with somebody who don't want the same thing as you, and you'll settle. Mm-hmm. Wake up and walk mm-hmm. out. That ain't going mm-hmm. nowhere. I'm telling you what. You know, I'll start preaching a word. Y'all know I got a word, honey. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. I'm telling you, all I can tell y'all before I get out of here is be a light. Y'all know that song. There's that a light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Oh, oh, hey, I hurt my throat, though. I'm a, <coughs> I need a. Uh, <coughs> need some lemon juice. I'm done now. Wake up and walk out, honey. Get the share button on this video, too, please. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank I love you, Mother. We appreciate you. I love you. I love you. I'll see y'all in a couple weeks now. All right. Mother Mabel. All right, y'all. This has been on show tonight. Uh, she said she felt that about Shondo. I know that's right. Um, let's go ahead and close this show out. Um, and we'll do last words. So, Kels, we'll let you we'll let you uh, kick it off and say your your last words first. Yes, sir. I have enjoyed myself like always. Very good show. Um, thank you to Jasmine for coming and visiting and rocking with us tonight. Um, be productive this week. I know I always tell you to be productive. The only thing on the agenda for this weekend, oh, of course, is the casting call for Shark Tank, so please think about the girl and send those positive vibes. But there's also the Oklahoma Black Business Expo is going on at the same time down at the Costco Venture Center. It is free. Kirby Kitten will be one of the vendors um, at this great event this weekend so hopefully I'll see you guys there alright Jen 
Yeah, wow. This show, it was amazing tonight to just be on here with you guys and clown around. Um, thank you for having me. Looking forward to visiting again. Um, I actually, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to New York for like a week. So it's a work slash vacation. So I'm just really looking forward to that. That's all I have going on until I get back next week and then it gets busy again. But if anybody wants to reach me, um, ladies, I have a free video training for you. It's five steps to mrright.com. So it's the number five steps to mrright.com. You can go check that out, get that free video. And thanks again for having me on Scoop Nation tonight. All righty. Um, so you find remarks from me first to uh, Jasmine for sitting in tonight for Q. Um, we appreciate you definitely a lot of great wisdom and y'all if you need a matchmaker uh, she's your girl uh, so definitely look her up uh, of course I want to say thanks to Kels uh, for rocking with me tonight uh, as well we had a great show to our call in to Mother Maybelline it's always great wisdom to everybody who's on our lives you all are uh, the real deal so we appreciate you for all of your comments for all of your questions and then just for tuning in as well um, so I want to say give a big shout out to Scoop Nation. You all are all are always give us the best topics. Um, so uh, keep it up. Um, and then let's see what else. Uh, tomorrow, the word on Wednesday is uh, going to be on at seven o'clock. So um, Pastor Burns Senior, um, he starts at seven o'clock. It's a thirty, it's 30 minutes right back here on uh, on um, Global Drive Network. So thirty minute Bible study. The word on Wednesday starts at seven o'clock. Um, uh, yeah, every Wednesday. If you have not downloaded the latest edition of our magazine, Nouveau Exposure, um, you need to do that. Go to nouveauexposure.org. Um, we've got a great article in there on our cover story on uh, Jacqueline Carr. Um, Kells has got a good one, a financial article in there. Uh, we've got faith, an article on faith, on um, thrift shopping, thrift from at thrift stores. Like, it's a really good magazine this time. So if you haven't get, gotten it, go to nouveauexposure.org and um, and do that. Other than that, um, I don't think I have anything else. Do I have anything else tell Am I listening to No, I think you got it all. All right. Uh, I think that's it. If not, have a good evening. If you didn't share uh, the social media, you have to share one of our posts um, about the show, please do that. Other than that, have a good rest of your week. We appreciate you guys for your support. And we'll be back next Tuesday with you another great show. Good night. And tell me where you're in love. If you could just give it, I should just stand it while you're standing here. First you say you're with me. And then you try to diss me. So I try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor. Cause I don't want to cry tears. Would you believe this love is forever